What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She's never urinated all over my trust, even when I've asked her nicely. After a <laughs> couple glasses of red wine, she still refuses to do it. It's one hand only, Teresa. Wow, that was a little wild. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? We what just, an intro. I'm like, what are you going with this? We just watched the, uh, maybe you had fallen asleep by then. We just watched the Office episode where Michael Scott, he wants the baby shower. And he's, oh, really, yeah. he's really disappointed with the baby shower that's being thrown for him, <laughs> even though it's not his baby. He's like, we all came into this room and gave you a golden shower. Well, you know what? Where's my golden shower, Phyllis? <laughs> no idea what he's saying. So oh, good. Yeah, when he had the M&Ms with the name is Aster. <laughs> Aster. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's too good. That episode is fantastic. This episode of The Other Way. Oh, my gosh. I okay. loved it so oh. much. Okay. I wasn't sure. I loved it. It was a golden episode. It was a golden episode. It was a golden episode. I loved everything about it, especially Rishi and Jen. Finally, there was something happening. It was great. I'll give Debbie, you that. Debbie, great. Debbie was Johan, great. great. That, okay. Okay. You make a good point. I say start the petition now. Let's get Debbie on the single life. Oh, my gosh. Don't we deserve that in our life? I would watch it. Oh, I'd watch Debbie do anything. That, that's actually the name of the spinoff. Debbie does anything. And I would she watch it. She is so interesting. Just the way she is, the way she communicates, the tiger purse. She looks like Carol Baskin's sister. The peacock purse. She's not. She's up in Georgia. We can take a road trip one day. Hop in the old car, pay her a visit. I'm sure she's An back. old car? Okay. I'm, hop in the old new car, pay her a visit. <laughs> I'm sure she's up in Georgia slanging her art. Probably because I don't think, I don't think she's in Morocco anymore. I don't think so. Just don't send her any poetry because I'm done reading that poetry. She's Osama. done. Yeah, you're right. It was a fantastic episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Real quick, we're on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Message us. Hang out over there. We got memes. We got news. It's a good time on the Instagram at Married Reality Pod. So follow along if you're not. Also, speaking of places to hang and join us, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. There is a lot of goodness over there, primarily Love and Paradise, and also the end of what was the first season of Seeking Brother Husband. It came and it went yeah. so quick, but all the coverage is over there on Patreon. Like we said, Love and Paradise is cooking. It is heating up. So definitely join us over there for the audio. And then if you're on the family affair level, the video is there on that tier. So patreon.com slash Married to Reality. A lot of fun over there. Also, just make sure you're following us right here, wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple, Spotify, TuneIn. It doesn't matter. What matters is you follow us because sometimes we drop bonus episodes and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to go, oh, I wonder if Married to Reality dropped anything fancy this week. If you follow the pod, it'll come right to your device. It's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's, it's hot. It's Talon's Flamingo Outfit. 
Agree to disagree. I clearly could not find anything Agreed. else. <laughs> oh, I, as I'm launching into my whole spiel, I see Teresa scrolling and I'm like, oh, what is she? Is there some sale? Is Zara having a sale? Oh, What's happening? Don't even go there. What's happening but over there? But I, as much as I loved the episode, there was nothing hot in it. Like nothing that we would smash. You could just say smash it as hot as this episode then. Well, that's boring. That's boring, but it's, it's boring. True. But... Talon did look like a flamingo, and I was here for it. Fair enough. All right, Smash, like it's as hot as that outfit. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. It's really, we ask you a few things, but it's the one thing we would love for you to do is to leave us a review if you haven't left one. And if you leave a five-star review on Apple and you write a little something, we'll read it on the podcast right here, right now. You have anything? Teresa, do you even know who you're talking to? It's probably hotter than the... the Flamingo outfit. It's a right? hot review. All right. This one, this one's especially hot. This one comes to us from our friend Mim DeVray. Hello, Mim DeVray. Let me spell it to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. M-I-M-D-A-V-R-A-Y. Mim DeVray. I think you right. got it. All right. Titled, You Asked for Alabama Folks to Come At You. What? So this one, this one's from a few months ago, but we did. We went off on Alabama. And wait, why did we went off on Alabama before? I think below deck. I think it was something about below deck. Oh, the dude was, was yeah, roll tide. Alabama. Roll that tide. All right. So you asked for Alabama folks to come at you. Well, five stars. All right. So we didn't say anything too bad, I assume. The best college in Alabama, Auburn University, has produced Apple CEU Tim Cook. Really? Yeah. Founder of Wikipedia, Jimmy Wales. Really? Charles, Bar- I'm adding the really. That's not in the review. That's my surprise. Uh, Charles Barkley, Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, Jason Duffner, Tim Hudson, and Cam Newton. I know about two of those names. Also, Octavia Spencer, Jimmy Buffett, and Kate Jackson. Know about one of those names. Whoa, Just to whoa, name a few. Wait. Are you reading a review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, some of these reviews are educational. Okay. okay. I, I wasn't sure if you were in uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, or, uh, no, our uh, friends don't only shower us right. with love, Teresa. They shower us with knowledge. I love that. And Mim DeVray says, yes, so just a, a few to name right there. While our politics leave much to be desired, we don't deserve the shade. Well, we take back the shade. We were in Alabama a couple of weeks ago. There was no shade. We got burnt. So burnt. <laughs> we wish there was some shade. <laughs> we, we don't throw it. I just love saying it. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. That's that's as much of an American accent I can get sure. behind. Now there's it's also the same as my Georgia accent. There's something amazing and something horrendous about all 50 states, I would say. Absolutely, but Alabama, I'll I'll say it right here. Zeke's. Woo! Woo! Shout out to Zeke's in Orange Beach. Love and Sweet Cone, Alabama. I still don't get that. Well, I'll play the song one day. That's how it goes. <laughs> so thank you, Mim DeVray. Yes. What a beautiful review and an educational review. Very educational. We don't shit on Alabama. We just love saying it. And now I'm actually a little sold on Alabama from like what it. I've seen. I'm not going to lie. I was on Zillow looking up some properties. Whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm not that sold on Alabama. I'm not sold any states. I like to explore and see what's out there. I like making fun of things and then I learn and maybe I'll still keep saying Alabama, but it's all with love. All right. As long as it's with love. Okay. That is the housekeeping. What do you say we do a little 90 day, by the way? (laughs) Let's do it. 
Do you know what I'm gonna get you? I with? don't. I'm just. I'm just kind of laughing at Alabama. Oh. But not not at the state. At the way we. Teresa, I wish it. we were there right now. Oh my gosh! Stop it! I wish. I wish we spend the summer there. I want to go back. I, I wish would, we. Could I live. would get really, really brown from the sweet cone, in Alabama. And they really, would take all our money. And really red from the sun. Oh my gosh! So red. Mm. All right, ninety day. By the way, number one, Veronica and Jamal. They were spotted together. Oh, that's still happening? At the San Diego airport. Okay. And shout out to San Diego. Uh, they weren't alone. They were being followed by a film crew. Oh, boy. So this is leading to a lot of speculation. A lot of people think... Single life. This thing, a shout out to the single life. We just said Debbie deserves a spot, but two spots are being being held down by Veronica and Jamal, it seems. So, yeah, they were a bit on again, off again. We didn't see them actually together on The Single Life, but we we learned about them at the end, at the tell-all, right? Yeah. That's where Veronica said, oh, I got a new man. It's Jamal. So I'd be down to see them. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's a real relationship. It's not something fabricated by TLC. It seems like they had this real relationship. There's photos of them all over the country in Mexico, I think I, yeah. I told you about. So I'm here for it. Veronica was great on The Single Life. I mean, tell me, what relationships are fabricated by TLC? Okay, not fabricated by TLC, but couples who go on the show knowing that maybe this relationship's not legit. Maybe we're just trying to get on TV. Okay. You know who I'm curious about if they're still together? Debbie and Tony. Oh, they are. Yeah, I've seen something on social media about a while ago. They are. That's good. Good for them. I saw something a day or two ago. Yeah, good for them. Everyone I mean, Debbie was love. in love like five times during her season, so. So that Debbie's out. It's time to bring a new Debbie in. And oh, that's, that's right. Debbie from Georgia. So let's see. I mean, good news is it seems like Single Life is filming. It's a great spinoff. I love Yes, to please it. bring it. We love it. Love to talk about it. So <laughs> let's see. Jamal and Veronica will keep our eye on you. All right. Number two. So when I first saw this story, I thought for sure this is clickbait. Okay. I thought, ah, oh, okay, I'm going to click it. And then it's going to be some loop-de-loo. You got me. It's not real. But I fell for it. But it's real. Okay. It's sad, but it's real. So I saw the news article. Then I saw it again and again, and I did some digging because I'm a good researcher. I don't just come with any sort oh my of God, just any sort of lie. Okay, you know Molly's daughter Olivia. Oh, I've seen that, but yes, what's tell the, me more. What's the story? That she got arrested. Okay, and I didn't probably follow through. You she's, tell me. She's going to prison. What? Doesn't that seem like a clickbait headline? Yes, it does. Olivia, How old is she? She's like 22. 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. Going to prison, I think, for 45 days, but still. She's going to be on her record. Prison. Why is she going to prison? Because she assaulted. It's a great question, Theresa. Assaulted someone, right? Or So, yes. It all stems back to the altercation she had with her mom. Yeah. Molly, like two or three years ago. Yeah, Molly's burning bridges. Okay, so there was this altercation. I think she was abusive and physical with her mom. So she was arrested back then, two, three years ago, 2020. Put on probation, but then as of recent, she violated that probation. So that led to her arrest on April 4th, 
for violating the terms of her 2020 arrest. And according to legal documents, she failed to enter a family violence treatment program. She failed to take two drug tests in March, failed to take the drug test that she did take when she was arrested what? and tested positive for fentanyl. Oh, what, that, what kind the, of a drug is that? Ooh, it's a bad drug. Is it like a... It's a bad drug. It's being, it's, it's every drug now is getting laced with fentanyl and it'll kill you. Oh. You do one wrong bump of cocaine, not that there's a right bump of cocaine, but you do one wrong bump of cocaine, you're dead. Oh. So stay safe out there, guys. Okay. That's well. the whole argument for legalizing these drugs. It's like, well, at least we know they'll be pure. But so I don't think she tried to do fentanyl. I don't think anyone tries to do fentanyl, but I could be wrong. It was most likely, I would imagine, laced in, in something she was trying to do. But who knows? Oh. Either way, she's going to jail for, she's going to prison for 45 days for violating her parole. So she doesn't talk to Molly? She's not allowed to. I don't oh. think so. She had to move out. She was forced to move out. She wasn't able to go to any bars, any anywhere that sold alcohol. Oh, wow. She couldn't drink, do drugs. Uh, so she violated that, and now she's going to prison. It's a sad story. I wish it was clickbait, but it's the yeah, truth. Yeah, that's sad. It's very sad. She's a young girl. Yeah, I, I remember she was always a little more on the aggressive side and when she was a kid, like more protective. Not yeah. aggressive, protective. Well, she was protective against Luis. Like, yes, that yeah. man came into your house and you you were smart enough to know oh, this is no is no good. Luis was a moron. What a but, moron. But then I think there were some issues with the other dude. Ooh, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, I think they got into a physical altercation. Yeah. yeah oh. it's no good. Oh, it's, and I feel bad because the cameras, the 90 day, this can't be helping. Yeah. But it seems like it's a big part of Molly's lifestyle. So yeah, poor Molly. I'm telling you, uh, poor, she poor everyone. all the bridges with Cynthia. Well, that's well good. good riddance, Cynthia. Someone put <laughs> Cynthia in prison. <laughs> all right. That is 90 day, by the way. Oh, I have a by the way that you didn't use. I'm going mm, to share. Oh, yeah. Okay. Larissa is moving to Las Vegas again. Cool. As she said, third time is the charm. Charm, Teresa. What I said? Charm. Charm. You were, you were. Charm. Like charm and clean. But yeah. It's charm, the the word. A charm. Really? Like a charm. It's not necklace. charm. I'm no. not charming. You are charm and clean. Last time I checked. But, well, uh, I am because that's what we use. It's not charming. I'm no. not a charming person. No. Charm. <laughs> I serious. Very. Uh, <laughs> are you? <laughs> damn it. I get, oh. the, I get the confusion. The English language is a bitch. 12 years. Yeah. Of, luckily, I don't say it too often. Luckily, you are charming, and so you get away with your butchering <laughs> of the English language. So you are charming. You're not... Ch- ah! I am charming clean, but I am charming you right now. Uh, that's Can we unf- move on? That's unfortunate uh, information that I... Can we I- move on? There is a... Oh, oh, yeah, you're by the I way, I just yes. learned something again. Okay. Yeah, Larissa is moving to Vegas. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Yeah, I was like... Well, <laughs> Every once in a while, Teresa gives me some by the ways, and I don't use them, and she gets mad. And I'm glad she delivered this one so she could see how flat it fell. And then it's not now, that... I mean, it's it's flatter. It's the only thing flat about Larissa. Oh, that's true. But I'm more curious about how is she still here? Very true. Good question. Did Cald ever go through the whole green card? <sighs> I don't Eric-y? think so. She Maybe was in Eric-y jail. Eric, he may have. 
I don't know, but somehow she's still here and active on social media and everything, which means there must she must be here legally. Otherwise, yeah, it sure. would be very easy to track her. For sure. I, I'm just going to say, we live in Florida. You guys know that. We go to Vegas quite a bit. Quite a bit. We never see any. Anyone. In Connecticut. Like, I feel like we frequent the top three 90-day fiancé states. And we live in one. We live in one. We go to Georgia sec- quite often. My second home is the other. I mean, Connecticut is stacked with. 90 days. Between the Silva sisters, Tanya, Sinjin was there, Michael, Jessen, yeah. Julia was there, right? Steph, Sapanka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't see anyone. Anyone. Ugh. What are Ugh. you going to do? All one right. One day. One day. One day. Okay. That's 90 Day, by the way. What do you say we do it? The reason we're here, Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance the Other Way, season four, episode 13. Let's do it. Let's start with your favorite. I think you brought Rishi it up. and Jennifer. At the top of the show. More like the Randy show. Well, okay. <laughs> Why is Randy dressed like she's going to the Met Gala? I, I wrote down she looks like she's going to opening night on Broadway. Like Randy's off to see Phantom of the Opera. Why did she dress up so much? All the makeup, the hair? It's not a good look. I mean, it, it's good that you are putting your best before. Do you want to make a good impression? But read the room. Yeah. Also, let me inspect your suitcase because how long... Are you in India for? And what did you pack? You, all you <laughs> packed was evening gowns. It's very strange. She's well. not. She's not. Unfortunately, for Jen and Rishi and the fam, she's not the best looking one that's going. Oh uh, yeah. The translator. The translator. She's there too. And so we get to Rishi's house, and Rishi, they're like, "Hey, we brought a translator," and Rishi's like. That's unfortunate because she's so young and beautiful. <laughs> My parents will think that they brought me a wife. Uh-huh. Oh, Rishi. Luckily, he only said this to the cameras. Yeah. So, all right. We kind of said it to each other. We try not to talk during the episode, but we said it to each other because it's such an obvious question. What, what does the family think Jen and co are there for like, exactly why why would they care so much are they are they doing a research paper and and for their high school on arranged marriages like why do they have so many questions it's it's pretty clear that they're there because one of them is in a relationship with Rishi they're not 100 yeah. percent and I love that eventually Myra Mira Mira yeah asks the mom like why do you why do you think we're here asking all these questions? Yeah. And so the questions were Jen wants to kind of check in and see, "Oh, do you remember we were here and and we had some questions last time?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to know about the potentials and the proposals." And so Jen's like, "All right, good. Well, I have some follow-up questions. How many girls have been presented that have been rejected?" And mom says, "2 to 4." And Rishi never spoke to any of them, which is good. It, well, yeah, it wasn't official. It was just mom shopping around, but yeah. she never put anything in the cart. Yeah. And so this is really what Jen wanted to hear. I don't mm-hmm. think Jen was questioning the arranged marriages. I don't think Jen was questioning Indian culture. It was more she was questioning Rishi about, is he being honest? When he tells mm-hmm. me, oh, my family is trying to arrange a marriage. I don't want anything to do with it. Is he being honest? Or does he want something to do with it? And he's just leaving that part out. But 
with these answers, it, it kind of seems like Rishi's telling the truth. Yes. So, yes, Myra's like, all right, well, we're asking a lot of questions. Do you have any questions about why we're asking questions? Good. I, I'm so happy she asked because I was literally questioning this whole thing. I'm like, what is the mom things they're doing? But so mom kind of gets it, but she's she doesn't totally zero in on what's going on because she goes, well, what else could it be? Maybe Rishi has found someone independent of us. He works with many girls at the gym and is modeling. You've seen the Instagram, right? He gets a lot of attention. I also, I also see the COVID-19 pooch. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so mom kind of knows. Mom's hip to it. Oh, he, he must have an interest. But isn't totally calling out anyone in the room for being that interest. No. And so Randy speaks up. Okay. She's dressed to present. And she does. She says, I have something to say to everyone in this room. I'm here to support Jenna. She tries to figure out her relationship with Rishi and their pending engagement announcement. <gasps> I don't understand why she would do this. The, the, the good news is Rishi isn't a liar. Mom said everything that Rishi said, right? Everything checks out. So why are you now sabotaging? Well, they, they don't know it just yet, but I think that... Randy did them a big favor because I don't want to skip ahead. Mom seemed to be fine with it now, but that's not going to be the case. And so imagine if that's an absolutely fucking not. Jen doesn't want to waste her time. She's 48. She still has time to explore and do whatever she wants, meet someone else. Why would she sit there for two months to then learn the fact that she might not be able to marry Rishi. Yeah, why wouldn't. not? Why not learn now and then she can travel with her besties. She, you have a moral support now. It's been three years in making. It's not like oh, oh, we just met. You gotta tell your mom. It's like no, I've been here multiple times and you still haven't told your parents. But that's the point. It's been three years. So what's another two months if? Rishi has this date in mind. What's another two months? It's not like, okay, it's going to be another three years. It's been three years. What's another two months? I would say it's not Randy's place to do this. It's not. It'd be one thing if it came out that Rishi was lying. Oh, wait, what? He has met these women? He's actually interested? Well, how about the engagement, Rishi? What's up with that? No, it was like, yeah, we were looking. Rishi's not interested. He hasn't met with anyone. She'd be like, all right, cool. Everything Rishi said is checked out. Let's see if he will keep his word and in two months on the big day, come clean. Listen, just to make it clear, I think it was a shitty move for Randy okay. or Jen to do this. I think, if anything, it was up to Rishi or even Jen herself, if she wanted to tell the parents, I feel like she would have the right to do it yeah. as someone who wants to know. But ultimately, it's it's on Rishi. It was on Rishi and they took it away from him. I think if they let him talk to the parents, it would it would have probably been a little easier. I think yeah. I think mom and uncle were just kind of shocked, and there are a bunch of cameras on them, and that's so they just point. didn't really know like what's going on, and they kind of said they're okay with it, but they didn't know the details, right? On the surface. Yes, there is Jen. She's a nice looking lady. Well, but we have a lot of questions. She doesn't speak the language we speak. I mean, we don't speak English. Where is she going to live? Is she going to live with us? They have all these questions that they need to discuss, right? So on the surface, it's great. But I think 
they really hurt themselves, Jen and Rishi, for pulling this off. Well, Jen and Rishi, Jen hurt herself by having Randy do this. But you glossed over my other main point, which is, okay, you shouldn't have broken this news, Randy. But if you felt the need to, you didn't need to do it in a room full of people with cameras, put mom on the spot and force her to say something she clearly doesn't believe. What are you talking about? That's what I'm tuning in for. That's why we're tuning in. But if you really care about this relationship, <laughs> fine, Randy. Then maybe just you, Jen, and Rishi go. If you really need to be the one to twist the arm and make, and make Jen or Rishi come clean. But to put mom on the spot, well, look it. What does mom say? Mom's like, okay, well, I'm worried about, I'm worried about the language barrier, but it's okay, right? It's not okay. She doesn't think it's okay, but she, she feels like she needed to say it was okay in that moment. Well, she doesn't know. It's like, obviously, your parents want to know who you're marrying. And it usually works the way that your parents meet your fiancé prior mm-hmm. and they build a certain relationship. Yeah. Or not in some cases, but they know who you're marrying, right? Mm-hmm. Mom just learned. And all she can see is a nice-looking lady that she has, knows nothing about. Oh, she knows her as a friend. But I don't think she knows her age. I don't think she knows her, oh, does she want to embrace the Indian culture and live with us? Like, what's going on? Mom has no idea. Right. Well, that's the next question and that uncle asks is, so after you guys get married, where will you live? And Jen, I guess this makes sense because it's the other way, but we didn't know specifics. Jen wants to move to Mumbai but says she's open to discussion. But so now here we go on top of saying, surprise, mm-hmm. we're engaged. It's also surprise, we don't want to live in the family house. Yeah, I've seen on social media that apparently a lot of people gave Jen a lot of shit for doing this. But like Rishi kind of took her aside and said, well, actually Randy gave us, did us a favor and it wasn't as as bad, blah, blah, blah. There is a whole announcement. Yeah, they're trying to save face, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But in the, at the same time, like, don't do it, Rishik. Are you still together? Like, I want to watch the show to find out. <laughs> right. So don't do this. Well, if they're responding right now, they're responding in real time. So maybe they're responding as, as a couple that's being portrayed on TV. They could be broken up right now, but they're reacting as... True. Right, right now on TV, they're a couple, so maybe they're responding True. as a couple. Well, who knows... I honestly, I think Jen kind of went back to high school with this whole idea it was, of yeah. having your friend. I hated it. Doing it. I hated everything about it. From what what Randy was wearing to what she was saying, I hated everything about it. I did too, but again, as I said, I don't think I don't think this was a good idea. But Jen's been waiting for so long, and he would let her sit there for another two months to find out that they might not. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like. On one hand, I'm kind of like, you know what, like, I can see her desperation after after Rishi was sending his nude pics to Randy. Like, she just wanted some solid answers, right? Mm-hmm. We have this man here that you don't know if he's for real. You don't know who he's talking to. She just wanted to know something. So uh, there is a part of me that I'm like, you know what, I get it. It was desperate. It was high school-like. But I get it. But, but at the same time, freaking Randy. It also let Rishi off the hook and in a way it excused him from having to prove his love because had Rishi been forced had Rishi been Mm. forced to 
present this information to his mom and uncle, it would have proven that, oh, he's actually into this. Good point. Right? You're so right. And Jen mentioned it before. She said, I was going to tell the parents, but that's on Rishi. It is on Rishi. And now she took it away from him and the freaking magic date. And that's why Rishi's hugging Randy and thankful. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Because, yeah, he would have he was in between a rock and a hard place and it would have been a show of love for him to come out and, and say it and declare it. But he didn't have to do it. Randy gave him the easy way out because Randy wanted to be the star in this production. Oh, she sure did. Right? Yes. She thinks she's the leading lady. It's not about you, Randy. Yeah. Well, I, I was trying to read Rishi's face because he did not look happy at all. No. And I thought he was pissed. But then after Jen kind of breaks the news about moving to Mumbai on top of the engagement, she's like, you know what? I think we need to excuse ourselves so Rishi can talk to you guys. Yeah. Which was smart because mom was about to faint <sighs> from the amount of information coming at her. But so they go outside and Rishi and Rishi hugs Randy. Yeah. Thanks her. And then tells Jen that it's fine. That he's happy. The information's out there. But he's not because then he tells the cameras that he can believe she did it. He had a date plan. Like it was ruined. So be honest with her. Tell her she fucked up. She took the spot away, the spotlight away from him. Well, he's not confrontational. And that's the thing is yeah. that's why he ended up sitting there and letting Randy do all the talking. And that's True. why he's not telling Jen. But here's my thing. I'm sorry. Is he or is he not happy that it's out there? Is he relieved or is he pissed? Right? It's a. I honestly, I have. I'm fifty fifty with Rishi. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, he he does want to be with Jen. I, I can see this. He's he doesn't want to move to America, and he's been entertaining this relationship for three years. So I have to believe he's into her. And on the other hand, no, I I don't see it. I think he's talking to multiple women, and Jen is just one of many. Yeah, I. I- there is a part of me that I also believe he wants to be with her because he gets very emotional. Whenever he fucks up or there is something, he gets emotional about Jen. Yeah, some people are just emotional. I wouldn't read into it. Really? Yeah, some yeah. people just... He might be getting emotional and feeling bad that he's playing with her. Who knows why he's getting emotional? Mm. His act, actions speak louder than words and, and the actions aren't all there to prove I his I get love. emotional too. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. So... Rishi ends up going back in to talk to his mom and uncle and kind of check in. Like, this was a lot of news. How do you feel? It was a shock. Obviously, it's a lot of news all at once. Mom's a little heartbroken that she didn't know anything about this. She's she's being blindsided and says, I need some time to wrap my head around everything. And for a second, I thought it was cute that, or not cute, but sweet, that mom's biggest concern is Jen only speaks English. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how are we going to have a relationship? How are we going to have that mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. We don't speak the same language. Wow. That was the last positive thing. Because then uncle is like, well, we never discussed bringing a wife from other lands. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Rishi was like, well, mom, why did you say yes then? And mom is like, I didn't say yes. Right. We didn't say yes. We need to talk to some people about this. They brought you, you brought your whole crew. Jen brought her, her whole group. We need to talk to people too. And so it's basically, and I know they don't like being compared to Jenny and Smith. It's basically a Jenny and Smith thing where they're saying, we're going to get prank calls. We're going to get made fun of. Everyone's going to laugh at us because it comes out that Jen's a little bit older. Well, 
I'll give you one tip, people. When Jenny met Summit, she was in her early 50s. And because of their parents, it took them a decade to come out. Let them do their own thing when they're still younger and can enjoy themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Jen looks great. No one's going to be pointing fingers thinking, oh, what are you doing with this older woman? She doesn't look older. It's 16 years. And and that's 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 an age gap for sure. But Jenny and Summit is like 30 years. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a bigger age gap. But again, Jenny and Sammy, they could have been together a decade ago. Decade. Decade. I like the way you said it the first time. (laughs) It was charming, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) And they couldn't. They were waiting. They were scared. Now, well, they, you know, 10, 12, 13 years later, they finally got married. But it took them so long. They wasted all this time to just fight and being afraid. So Jen and Rishi, if they want to be together, do it. Yeah, but the age gap is the age gap. It's not like, oh, if they wait, there's going to be a 20-year age gap. It's always going to be a 16-year age gap. The sad part for me is uncle goes, well, if she was closer in age, we would have considered it. But everyone's going to make fun of us. Everyone's going to make fun of this relationship. And mom's like, yeah, she's so old. No one's ever going to agree to this. And that's what's crazy to me. So what's the appropriate age? If it was a 10-year age gap, you would say yes. If it was an eight-year age gap, you would say you have, you're not saying anything about her as a person or her being American or her speaking English. It's just something she can't control. Not that she can control those things, really. But just this age gap is the whole entire reason you're going to say no? I actually don't think it's the age gap. I think it's the age itself that she cannot... At that age, mm. I don't think you can really have kids or maybe you can you you still probably can but it's hard right yeah. maybe jen doesn't even want to have kids who knows they never discussed as far right. as we know right so i feel like if rishi was 22 and jen was 35 i think that would be still okay because at 35 your body can still produce yeah they're saying the closer to 40 you get the more difficult it becomes over 40 and up mo- even more difficult, right? That's just na- that's just nature, people. That's not oh, you're getting old. No, that's that's unfortunately right, it's not society nature. being like, no, oh, you oldie. No, that's just that's that's nature. And so she maybe can have kids. Who knows? I don't know her ex situation, but statistically, it's probably gonna be hard. And I think that's what the mom and dad, I mean, mom and uncle, are talking about. They're saying, well, she's too old for you, mm-hmm. aka. What about kids? We want kids. Right. Right. It's a fair point. Let's see. I don't know how this one's going to go. Like, you know, Summit. Summit's trying to have kids. Freaking Jenny's like, what? No, he's just making that up. (laughs) It's like, we can adopt someone. (laughs) They can adopt someone too. Oh, boy. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I think before we go any further, let's take a quick break. All right. We'll tell you about our sponsor for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. And another 90 dayer from Florida. I completely forgot about. Oh it. yeah. Show us, show us your faces, 90 dayers. We're looking for you. Well, we, Gabe is yeah. probably in Colombia if things worked out. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's back there now, and you could see Isabel really missed him when he gets to the airport and, and jumps in the car. They embrace. And there's this loving, authentic embrace that you don't see too often at airports on 90 Day Fiance. True. Very true. And 
so Gabe is back. Isabel picks him up and he's hungry. So they're going to have some lunch. Looking good. I little, would eat that. Little luncheon wedding planning conversation. Yes. And so Gabe is telling Isabel about Monica, how she wants to be both the maid of honor and give Gabe away. And Isabel is not on board. She said there are two important roles for you. She needs to pick one. I take both sides of this argument, but not, I don't take Isabel's side in the sense of you can't do both. I take her side and yeah, why doesn't mom walk you down the aisle, Gabe? And also, Monica should not be your maid of honor, but your best woman. Didn't she say doing that? Didn't, didn't Monica say she wanted to be the best man? Yeah, or best man. That's fine too. Yeah, be whatever you want to be, and and be both too. But why doesn't mom want to be? I think Monica just overpowers mom. Yeah. But here's here's my thought. I think Gabe is so. I don't think he he tells the full truth because he's afraid mm. of confrontation. So he kind of tells Isabel certain things and he kind of tells Monica certain things. And the less, the rest is left for imagination. That's a good point. Therefore, Isabel has all these ideas about Monica and Monica thinks that Isabel is a gold digger. That's a good point. Because Gabe doesn't, he doesn't stand up for one, like hardcore. He doesn't hey, say, hey, Monica, like, stop it. Like, Isabel's going to be my wife. Let me figure it out. He's like, well, no, oh, wait, I don't need a prenup. Like, speak up. Mm-hmm. And same with Isabel. He's kind of like, well, you know, Monica was like a little strong-headed. Like, just take, I don't want to say take a side, but take a side and then speak up. Whose side? I mean, I, they're both, Monica and Isabel, they're both right and they're both wrong. Well, he needs to take Isabel's side, but explain it to Monica in a good way so she will understand. Because Monica's concern is, I get it, she's concerned if she's using him for money or if she's doing blah, 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 trying to get a green card, right? But she never met her in person. So she should not be judging someone. And there is no reason, like, Isabel wasn't trying to get money from Gabe. She wasn't trying to marry him and come to the U.S. and live off of him, right? So why is she judging her without even me before even meeting her or before her doing something shady that she's like, ah, oh, here we go. I, I, right. I get it if there is a real need for a prenup because you do, well, I guess you could do postnup. So I take that back. I was going to say you should get that ball rolling before the wedding time, but you can do the post them. But yeah, this conversation comes up because Isabel says, oh, how was it back home when you were talking to your mom and your sister telling them about the wedding? And Gabe's like, mom was fine. Monica was a little up in our business wondering about a prenup. And Isabel's like, for what? We don't have cars. We don't have yachts. I'm the one that works here and she makes the point that I made episodes ago and I'm sure many have made Isabel's the one who's helping Gabe succeed oh, yeah. in Colombia and Isabel says if your business is successful here it's because I'm doing a good job absolutely so okay maybe she doesn't have the rights to the entire business but if yeah if you guys are making money it's her job now too yeah she's working it 50-50. Yeah. And she said, well, I'll sign a prenup if you want, but then I want a salary. I want a, something solid because right now we share. I help you out. We share the business. Mm-hmm. We share the money. 
and Gabe is like, yeah, I, I said no to Monica, but he didn't say no to Monica. No. He's like, he kind of said like, yeah, I don't think, he said, I don't think Isabel would sign it. Like he made her look bad. Yeah. yeah. And, instead of being like, hey, Monica, like I don't want this. My relationship, leave it up to me. If I burn, I burn. Yeah, uh, Monica likes to stick her nose in other people's and businesses. And I also, look, I get that. She's protective of her brother who, he's been through a lot. He's been through this whole transition that before the transition, his life wasn't easy. He I'm sure he was getting like bullied himself. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm sure transitioning is not easy. I can't even imagine going through all this and apparently Gabe had a lot of bad relationships too. So I get Monica's being protective. But at the same time, he's a grown ass man. Like, let him do certain things and don't be up in his business. He's getting married. Come on. Yeah, it I must th- be a little more serious now. I think there's a difference between being supportive and being aggressively protective. And I think Monica has crossed the line from being supportive to being this pit bull and potentially scaring off. Isabel, and if you really loved your brother, then you should do everything you can. Oh, my brother, he's been through a lot. He found this person he loves. Why don't I support it? Why am I going to scare off potentially the love of his life? Mm -hmm. It's counterintuitive. She's trying to protect him. In the end, she might end up hurting him because she's going to push away someone that truly loves him. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, enough talking about Monica and the fam. They arrive. Okay, it's three days till the wedding, and Gabe's family is arriving. And Gabe's like, fair warning. Without food, Monica may not be the most polite, so have some patience. And I can relate to hangry, so I'm not going to give Monica shit for that. I can relate to hangry. And everyone's there. Mother Murray, Monica, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, Monica's boyfriend, Malcolm? Yeah. So everyone has an M name. It seems like it. Marie, Monica, Malcolm. Yeah. Okay. Three M's. Okay. Marie loves Isabel. Yes. Mother Marie. Big fan of it. She's so beautiful and so tall. Very polite. She's taller than Gabe. Yeah. And Isabel thinks Gabe's mom, Marie, is very nice. It's a nice, it's a nice relationship. Isabel says, I feel calmer around Marie. Right? It's it's what you would hope for in mm-hmm. a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. Now, around Monica, Isabel feels like Monica wants to make me feel angry, upset, wants to make me feel bad for not speaking English, right? Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't speak any Spanish because Gabe speaks some. So I thought yeah. he learned at home. Yeah, I don't know where he learned it, but it did. It's clear that they do not speak. They do not speak any Spanish. Any Spanish. It was a little condescending the way Monica was like, oh, wow, you said hi. Yeah. Oh, you're so like, come on, Monica. Take it. And what did you say in Spanish, right? Yeah. So a little rude, especially as a first impression. And Gabe needs to translate more. He needs to turn into me. He needs to channel the inner Let me. Let me shower you with the compliments, Teresa. Do don't it. don't compliment Do yourself. It. Well, yeah, they all they all get into the cab, and, and Gabe was not translating. It was a little awkward because Isabel's sitting in the back with Marie and Monica, trying to communicate. Communicate. Gabe is sitting with Malcolm. Yes. Right. And there is tension. You can feel it's not the most comfortable. 
But Gabe's kind of just head in the clouds, not trying to facilitate any communication. No. That first meeting, that first moment, this Crucial. is the first this is the first time you touch down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta facilitate a connection. And, Crucial. And Gabe was not doing it. Your head when the first time I ever met your family up until the most recent time we've spent time together, your head's on a swivel. You're going back and forth so much to the point where I'm hearing that your dad has to go to the bathroom and <laughs> and you're speaking Czech to me in English to your parents because you get them confused. Like, But you're trying your best because you know that makes all the difference. Yeah. And you tell me, we went out one night, me, John, and my dad went, we went out to grab a beer and we're sitting at a brewery just chatting and I forgot that there is a language barrier because I kept going back and forth so much yeah. so that they both were interacting with each other through me. I was also pitching in with my thoughts, but it was, it was fine, right? Did you feel like, oh my gosh, this sucks? Or did you feel like, oh, this is fun? No, it was probably one of the best times I've had. And I don't, wanna, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. But it's because there was only three of us there, I think. Mm. And so what it was, was there is a purely Czech speaker. There is a purely English speaker. Although I can speak a little Czech. A little Czech. And there was a bilingual speaker, right? Mm. So I I couldn't just talk to you in English without feeling bad for your dad because he wouldn't know what's going on. And your dad couldn't just speak to you in Czech because he knew probably, well, that makes me feel left out. So we did a really good job of talking one at a time, and then you would translate. If your mom was there, your parents would start talking. We would start. I would still translate. We would start talking. But you know, it would be less of a conversation because we'd each have someone to talk to. Yeah. The fact that, well, I have no one to talk to if it's not going to be all of us, and your dad has no one to talk to if it's not going to be all of us, it made a big difference. So I would say Gabe, Isabel, and Monica, just the three of them, should go out. And I think they'll learn a lot about each other and bond just the three of them. That's true. Yeah. So, okay. So speaking of trying to bond later in the day, everyone goes out except for Marie. Yes. It's Gabe. It's Isabel. It's Monica. It's Malcolm. It's a double date. It's a double date. And shout out to Malcolm for the best looking promotion we've we've seen on 90 Day Fiance or any spinoff, right? A lot of people, they'll throw on a hat with the logo, a t-shirt with the logo. Malcolm had a custom basketball jersey with his tattoo shop, YSS Tattoos, 4.6 stars on Google. Shout out to him because that's branding. That's how you do it. Yeah. It didn't look like, it didn't look forced. It took me a minute to see it because first I was like, oh, cool jersey. And I was like, oh, cool jersey. That might be the only downfall of the branding is it's so cool. It's not screaming in your face, oh, this is my company, that people might miss it. I think he was, he was in the shot, in the, in the frame enough so that you eventually saw it. You had to know he was a tattoo artist. He owned his own yeah. studio. And then you put two, and two together. You research it. You see 4.6 stars on Google. You go check it out. You get some ink. It's, it works. Yeah. But it wasn't so loud, which is why I liked it. And it was it looked quality. It looked yeah. like a cool jersey. Good for him. So they're sitting down. And the first thing Monica does is take a look at Isabel's ring. And Isabel's like, wait, Gabe, you didn't show Monica any photos? Nothing. And Monica, we didn't know anything. He just came home one day and said he was engaged. And 
to Isabel's point, like it's kind of on Gabe to include the it family. It is on Gabe. Get get your family on board. Get them excited. Make them feel like they're a part of this. And then they're going to accept it yeah. way more. I feel like Gabe was too afraid of the possible outcome if Isabel's mm. family said no. He didn't want to tell. But then once everything was fine and Isabel said yes, the first thing I would do or first thing, one of the things I would do that Put day. Put on I would, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell my parents. Oh, right. Right. right? Didn't you tell your parents? We called everyone well, after you proposed. I think my sister found that on social media and she was Well, that was upset. on you. Yeah, that was on But me. we called my parents. We called your parents. Yes. Like right after. And my parents knew ahead of time. We, we've talked about this on the podcast. My and parents, apparently my parents knew too. I asked so. your dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get the family excited. You get it because it's a family affair. It is. It's not, it's not just the highest tier on our Patreon. It is. It's what happens when two families become one, when there's a marriage, when there's a proposal. It's a family affair. It is a family affair. Get everyone involved. Get everyone excited. Yeah, we uh, we blew it with your sister. She got. I think she was a little sad. Yeah. Forgot about her. Sorry, Rage. But I'm that's not, on John. I'm not that type of person. The only people I told were my parents. I didn't text out my friends. I didn't call my buddies. Oh, we called my friends. We Maybe we called yours, but I put it on social media and then I just fielded the text and the calls that came yeah. after that, which is fine. Right? True. Yeah, so, for sure. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Isabel's just like, Monica, why do you have so many issues? What's the deal with all the doubts? And Monica says, well, I just want to know you're not expecting anything unrealistic from Gabe and, and you're willing to help him when he's down. And it's almost this 180 of Monica going, well, you got to protect yourself, Gabe. You got a lot of money in the bank. She could be using you. And now it's like, well, I just want to make sure you are there for him when he's down. Well, I think she still sees Gabe as this fragile human being. Because he allows himself to be. Exactly. But, he needs but, to. Yeah, he needs to speak up, but she also needs to dial back. Like, let him live sure. his life. He's happy. And if he runs into any issues, let him deal with it. It's very true. There's there's two outcomes. Either the bird takes his wing and pushes aside mom and says, I'm going to fly on my own. Or mom has to push the bird out of the nest and say, no, you fly. You learn to fly. And so if Gabe is not going to push Monica aside, Monica needs to go, it's your it's your turn to fly on your own, mm-hmm, Gabe. Mm-hmm. That was, that was flap very, that was flap very those nice. wings and, very nice. and fly. And... So Monica, Monica and Brandy really trying to be the leading ladies of this episode. Monica's like, I have to ask, how would you feel if Gabe wanted you to sign a prenup? It's like, it's not your question to ask, Monica. No, I felt bad for Isabel, but she was like, I'm fine with that. Sure, bring it on. Yeah, I'm not interested in money or any anything materialistic. We both work hard together. But Isabel tells the cameras, and it's so true. She was like, well, it seems like Gabe and Monica are not as close as she thought. Not as close as mm. they portrayed to be. Gabe's like, oh, she's my best friend. Well, wouldn't you tell your best friend you're getting married? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you tell your best friend, like, hey, look, I bought a ring. Wouldn't you tell your best friend that, oh, no, we don't need the prenup. Like, there is nothing to worry about. And plus, Isabel said she would sign it. Like, he could have told Monica all this because they had the conversation. If I had to guess, they were best friends. Growing up, they were best friends. Growing up, they were super close. Yeah. And I don't know if it was post-transition or, or later. They grew apart. 
Okay? And they grew apart, and, but they still say they're best friends. That you, Oh, that's my bestie. That's my sister. That's my brother. But you grew apart, and you don't share every little intimate detail anymore. And you live in different countries, and things change. But you still, you still have that just reflex of, that's my best friend. Tell yeah. her everything. Tell him everything. But you don't. So that's, Apparently. that's why we are where we are. I just want to shout out the translation device for actually working. That was that was a cell phone. It was an iPhone. Not yeah. a fancy egg. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need to go to Sharper Image. Download an app and it'll work. You it know worked. what app is it? Because we'll need it. Google Translate works fantastic. Remember well, when we'll, we'll need it when this, the parents come. This past trip when we were hanging out in your living room in Czech, I whipped out Google Translate and you could talk into it and it immediately spits out. Yeah, but you didn't use it. You used me. Yeah, you're easier. Yeah. <laughs> you use less data. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it worked swimmingly. And so you got a shout out to that. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. So that's... That's it. That's, that's it. That's really it. Monica got emotional at the end when Isabel started to really praise Gabe and said, my family loves Gabe. I love Gabe. He's a very brave man. We love him. And Monica kind of softened and just said, well, I've always been overprotective. We want the best. So if he, if he has a home here in Colombia, I'm happy. But here's the thing. Gabe should have told this to Monica. Gabe should have told her, hey, everyone is like so nice to me, so supportive. Like, I'm good. I don't think he ever told her that. So there is Monica worrying about True. what are they doing to Gabe in Colombia? Yet he has a full support of the entire family, including the parents, including the kids, obviously, including Isabel. I just don't think Gabe really shares that. And it's fine, too. But then... There is Monica who knows shit and then there is Isabel who also knows shit and now they meet and they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're not as controlling and as as bad as I thought and you're not best friends as I thought and that's okay. It's a great point. You always expect the worst. When you don't know something, you fear the worst and so they're both fearing the worst but if Gabe just explained the reality of the situation, they'd yeah. both be like, oh, all right, that's cool. For sure. All right. Danielle and Johan. <laughs> I always see these fun memes, how Americans measure things using other objects. Like, oh, there is a boulder fell on the road the size of two rhinoceroses. I don't think anyone's ever measured anything <laughs> what, using What is the hippo with a, with a horn? Rhinoceros? Yeah. No one's ever measured something. Yeah, I've seen oh, that's some- about two and a half rhinoceroses. <laughs> seen something no one's ever done that i've seen something i've heard like three medium dogs <laughs> i've seen something four, with a rhinoceros four large house cats rhinoceroses and it was like the weight of the two rhinoceroses not a chance 100 percent. first of all rhinoceros rhinoceroses stop trying to make rhino rhinosaurus happen wait wait so say plural say two 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 right Rhinoceroses. That's what I'm saying. Rhinoceri? Rhinoceroses. I mean, you'll never see two rhinoceros together, so <laughs> it's not going to happen, but. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Two? What are you, honestly, Teresa, what are you talking about? <laughs> two rhinoceroses. Yes. That's what I said. Rhinoceroses. 
Yeah, you just sing it differently. Mm. You you're like rhinoceros or something. Yeah. Rhinoceros. Yeah, you have the accent on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Daniel and Johan. <laughs> yes, Daniel, Daniel and Johan and uh, Johan's uh, measuring. What was he measuring with though? Himself. Oh, oh. fair enough. Um, before that. It's like how big is your penis? Like uh, one one uh, third of a Johan. How <laughs> many rhinoceros horns? <laughs> so Danielle's back from the love boat, and she's the worst. She's like, oh, I feel like I had a really beautiful day. You did? With your ex, Danielle? And she's like, I, I want Johan to really meet Thailand, so let me convince him and cook for him so he'll be easily persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> Just blew something out of my nose, Teresa. <laughs> Me. Persuaded. Yeah. That's um, what I said. Yeah. Why um, are you laughing at me? Yeah, just the way I wasn't you're sure. You're singing a whole different tune tonight, Teresa. <laughs> Persuaded. Very nice. I wasn't sure about the water, so I kind of like, kind of said it. I was just hoping, looking for a friend. I never know if you want me to jump in or not. And I feel like our <laughs> listeners are like, let Teresa speak. No, and, I want you to jump in. And, and I was land the plane if you're having, if you're hitting some turbulence. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yes, she knows the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach, and so she wants to butter him up. But here's here's my whole issue with this thing. Danielle's like, "What do you want me to do in the future? When I have a friend and I want to go out, I want to go to the movies. Like, what do you? What should I do? What do you want me to do?" This isn't an issue, Danielle. You live in a foreign country. You have no friends. This guy just happened to be there one day and asked to hang out. So fine, but I don't think this is going to be a future problem. Nobody likes you. Unless she has a lot of exes who are going to keep coming to the yard and she wants to be friends with. <laughs> right. So she's she's making an issue out of nothing. But Johan's like, well, don't go out with your friends. I'm enough of a friend, which I disagree with. Right. You should be allowed to go out with friends, but maybe not go out with friends whose penises you've seen. True. But I feel bad for Johan. He wants to be best friends and she wants to have, be friends with everyone else but yeah. Johan. Yeah, work on that relationship before you start trying to add friends. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, go ahead. I, and I know that's not the rule or not everyone feels this way, but I love that you're my bestie. Right? I agree. Now, we also have other friends and, and we're perfectly fine going out and and seeing those other no, friends. not really. <laughs> not really. You always the, go together. Not, uh, sh- well, okay, but like you'll go to a happy hour with a friend. True. I'll, when I've had friends who lived around, I would go out with just them sometimes. But it w- I would I would not be okay if just you went out with an ex who you've slept with before to go on a boat together. Why would like, I do that? Uh, you wouldn't because it's absurd. It is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And Danielle feels the need to set a precedent so that she can go out with whoever she wants at any time. And so she says, well, come meet Talon. Then you'll understand our relationship. You'll see he's a good person. And Johan agrees. Because I think Johan is so over this whole thing. He's like, okay, let me see this freaking Talon. Well, that to that point, I see where he's coming from. Like, let me see who is spending this time with my wife. Let me, yeah. let me get a good look and size this guy up. No pun intended. All right, so they're meeting Talon at a bar. The ocean looks fab. Okay. Um, Talon's fit, as the kids say. Not so much. Teresa loved it, I guess. Johan, he's like, he looks like a flamingo. That's hilarious. That's what I loved. Did you see there was a flamingo sign or light 
behind. I did not. I feel like he saw it and then subconsciously ah. he was like, oh, Flamingo, which is hilarious. <laughs> right? Yes. He's like, oh, this is your friend? I'd rather die than dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> but Talon comes and he's like, hola, como estas? In, in Talon's defense, he's the only one to order a man's drink. Flamingo outfit aside. Taylor. What are you talking about? He ordered whiskey and Coke. Yeah, Jack and Coke. That's how I started my foray into whiskey. That's that's how I started drinking whiskey in high school. Okay, but it's it's more of a drink than a sex on the beach. Oh, I think I think Johan is on a mission. Oh, by ordering sex on the beach. Oh, yeah. I think Johan is there. He's like, he's not th- there to meet Thailand and possibly be friends. He's on a mission. So that order, he was trying to lure something out of Thailand? I think like, so. Oh, I think he's like trying to like see, see yeah. what tail what's the reaction? Yeah. How how much of a, of a pervert yeah. is... Because we saw Johan before drinking a beer. So I think he's on a mission. Okay. All right. So... He says, Johan asks about the relationship. Talon says, well, we met in Miami in 2020. We were together for four months. It started as a friendship and, and then it grew. Four yeah. months? Four months. That's such a such a relationship. So, Johan, out of nowhere, goes, all right, stand up. And Johan stands up and goes next to him. I feel like, so Talon's 6'5". Johan is still taller. Yeah. Which is wild. I'm sure Talon is so used to towering over everybody in any situation he goes to that he probably is a little taken back. Like, oh, shit, for once, I'm not the tall guy. Also, Daniel picking the tallest man on the planet. That's uh, And the tallest man on the planet picking Danielle. <laughs> like, that's fetishizing, I think, a little bit. She's like less than five foot tall, right? I think she's tiny. Is she that small? I'm five, five or five, six. So she must be... Well, we've never stood next to her. No, but I think she's tiny. I think, yeah. Unless she just looks tiny next to Johan. Come on. Anyone standing next to a 6'5 or a 6'7 human True. would look like a child. True. Danielle doesn't just act like a child. She <laughs> has the dimensions of one. So, okay. They bond over having the same shoe size, which is 14. Which leads to a penis question. Which like- leads to how big is... Your penis. Your penis. And Talon is like, oh, what the fuck? Usually it's only inappropriate and private. And that you're a little loco. That was Daniel's response. Uh-huh. And and Johan's like, well, let me keep going. Um, so was sex a problem for you too? Well, that okay, that was the inappropriate and private and your loco response of Danielle. Was that question and an answer as a female, I guess, is is where I'm coming from. Is that question because of the large penis? Like, is sex a problem or was it an emotional connection or just Danielle's behavior? Like, why would he say, like, oh, for you two, is sex a problem? I think he, you remember Danielle told us that she cannot have sex as often as Johan wants because of his large penis. He's got a baby arm down there. So now he's asking, I almost feel like he's trying to compare, like, okay, is is she really uh, saying that because of the large mm, penis? Was it me? Because this guy seemed to be have the same size of a penis as me. Interesting. Or just he's just trying to learn things that are gonna hurt him and haunt him in his sleep. So I'm like, why are you doing it, bro? And I'm glad that finally Daniel did something smart. 
and said no, like enough, like don't ask that question. Yeah, don't ask questions you don't want the answer yeah. to. Yeah. So then Johan's like, well, are you still interested in Danielle Palin? And he says, well, as a friend, yeah, as a relationship, no, I, I have zero interest. And then, then Johan is like, why? If if Danielle said she wanted to have sex with you, you wouldn't? And Talon's like, no. He's like, you're married, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Talon comes out of this, outfit aside, Talon comes out of this looking great, I think. Yeah. Because he he's showing that I respect your marriage. I'm here because this is the only person I know in the DR. She's a friend. So we hung out and I'm not going to do anything to violate your relationship. So as much as I don't like him because I, I don't think there's a need for him to be involved in this, he comes out looking good. Yeah. And I think it's all Danielle. Like if She looks terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure if she felt like, you know what, I probably shouldn't hang out with you. You're my ex. My husband doesn't like it. Let's let's just not do it. I'm sure Taylor would be like, you know what, that's fine. I'm in the DR. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I don't think he was well, dying to see her. No, I so. don't think so either. Yes, but Daniel starts crying, saying that Johan always does this because he's trying to hurt her. And this is... Right, uh, it was this whole control, always yeah. trying to control she's me. Like, Dan- Daniel, she's like, oh, Johan always humiliates me. And when he wants to get power. I disagree. I think maybe... But also you're humiliating him by forcing him to sit with a guy you banged. I think he was so humiliated. Humiliate, oh boy. Damn it. Humiliated sure. by the situation of sitting there with her ex that she banged before him that she literally hung out with even though he said, I don't like it. Right. Who so has now, the power he, there? He's hurt. Yes. I think his reaction is maybe his questions are odd. And dude, why would you want to know that? First of all. But I think it just comes from a place of hurt. Yeah, I don't... If he was trying to humiliate anyone. He was trying to humiliate Talon. I don't yeah. think he was trying to embarrass Danielle. No. But they have a lot of issues. A lot of issues. A lot of issues. <laughs> Someone call Baba. Get Baba on the phone. I was Seriously. just going to say, she needs to throw some... <laughs> throw that sex on the beach somewhere quick. I was going to say, throw some um, necklaces around uh, to make this whole situation Yeah, they need help. Better. Stat. Yeah. All, All right. right. Here's here's a couple that eh, doesn't need help because there's no relationship there to begin with. Yeah. No matter how many necklaces you throw around, this is <sighs> this is it. Debbie and Usama. And we kind of picked up where we left off. They're, they're sitting in the field. Usama just told her that you're gonna bring me to the U.S. and give me the give me the visa so I can have a better life. It's dark now. This yeah. is how long this has been going on. Right. And yeah, Osama showed his true colors and now he just keeps showing his cards. He's like, well, I want to get to the U.S. where art is valuable because there's no future in Morocco as a poet. Like he's just spilling it all. He's laying his cards on the table. And he's he's saying he's telling her what to do. He's like, so you will bring me to the U.S. because there I can have my future. Yeah. And Debbie's like, no, I, I love an artist and a poet, but I'm not supporting a man. I'm not marrying a man who just wants a visa. And Osama goes, so I'll stop this then. And he's so clear. And like, he is, he, look at Jan, look at Rishi. Not that it's a scam, but they're in it for the long game. It's, it's a long haul. Osama couldn't last like two or three days in person. No. He just spilled it all, I guess. Cross his fingers that she was that in love with him that she would go for it. But he's out now. He is. Well, he got it all. He got the gifts. He got 
everything and now he said what he wanted. But Debbie's like, you should be ashamed of yourself, Usama. You've done me dirty, you creepy man. <laughs> that poem meant nothing. I don't know where our Debbie voices went. I don't think it sounds like Debbie at all. I think mine does. I'll never read another poem from another person. Usama, you did me, you did me, you've done me dirty. He took my trust, and we're just trying all different voices now. He took my trust <laughs> and he urinated all over it. My, tr- my trust took a goddamn golden shower, Osama. <laughs> and she gets in a cab and she leaves. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Good straight, for her. Straight to the airport. Because people like Nicole of Nicole and Azan, Nicole would not leave. No. She would follow him, beat him up. <laughs> So then the next day, Debbie FaceTimes her son, Julian. Julian entering the chat with the screen name, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) Julian is mama. Is mama, Julian. She's like, I think that's the Julian, Julian, it's mama. (laughs) Julian's like, I know it's you, mom. These (laughs) things have cameras. I'm calling you to tell you the bad news. Me and Osama are not together Right now, uh, Jesus, Dab. He made some very cruel remarks. That's not like the Osama I know. And it's always happening that night. <laughs> I'm scared of the dark hair of Morocco, Julian. I'm scared of the dark. Someone sent Mama a nightlight. I'm scared of the dark. Oh, boy. Oh, Julian's boy. like, sounds more like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde than Prince Charming. Well, that's what I'm leading up to. He told me he wants a visa and he's coming to America. Imagine how different they are. She is this creative human being and he's a cab that wears a shirt that says America. Did you see, speaking of his shirt, the poses he was sitting on this FaceTime. He was like rolling up his sleeves, trying to flex the entire time. He was trying to hit those those glamour poses. You think so? Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're completely... Not not to get political, but they're completely opposite ends of the spectrum, I would imagine. Yeah. And Julian's like, okay, mom, okay, what's the plan? Like, tell me the plan. Like, we got to we gotta figure this out. You should block him, cut him off, block him, and come back home, please. But I miss my buddy. It wasn't a physical relationship. I miss my friend. It's like, <laughs> so poor Debbie just wants a friend. That's it. I'm sure everyone in Georgia thinks she's the strange bird. She had to go online to meet somebody, and now she's lost her only friend. That's all she wanted. She she didn't want a sexual relationship. She wanted a friend. Although, I was reading an article about people in their 70s and 80s really, really enjoying sex. Okay. And, and maybe she does. But she says it's not about the physical. I, I want my buddy. I want my painting partner, my muse. But now he's gone. Oh, yeah, well, I, ho- I hope she can find a new muse in Georgia and go on the single live, as you said. Yes, please. Yes, but please. yeah, that's it. I hope she, she needs to go back to America. Like she cannot stay in Morocco because I can see her being talked into. OK, let's try it again. I think so. But then if this happens once, it would happen again. I want to see Usama on the tell-all. Oh, my gosh. he's so forthcoming with his scam that I feel like he'll spill anything. Like, has it been the scam since day one? Are you scamming other people? It's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Okay, one more. 
One more. Nothing really happened here, but we have Nicole and Mahmoud. Nothing happened except, yes, Mahmoud's out and about. He's playing dominoes with his brother Ahmed at a cafe just for men. And this is the first act of compromise we've seen in a long time, not only in this couple, but in 90 Day Fiance history. Because he's telling his brother, hey, Nicole wants to move to America. You lived in China, Ahmed. What do you think about it? And Mahmoud's basically saying she tried to live here. It's only fair that I try to live there. Yes. However, the reason why Nicole wants to leave Egypt and wants to go back to the U.S. is to be herself, right? Exactly. Mahmoud is saying, well, I'm Muslim here. I'll be Muslim over there, Mm -hmm. which is fine. You will be. He's like, well... But the clothes, be. because brother was like, what about a clothes and all these arguments? We're going to have them in the U.S. Like, sh- it's going to be her country. And he's like, well, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll feel the same. Well, th- <sighs> I almost feel like the reason why she's going back is because she just wants to wear whatever she wants. Uh, if Nicole doesn't accept the Muslim ways in Egypt, she's not going to accept them in California. 100% not. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like Mahmoud might come for... You know, just to, oh, let's look at L.A. and see the Walk of Fame and then go back home because <laughs> he's not going to last long. I know it's it's sad and confusing because, oh, this is this is like a real relationship now. You're going to compromise. It's a little give and take. But I think you're right. He's going to be running home within 24 hours when he sees Hollywood. Unless he adjusts well. Right. Somehow. If he could adapt. Like your friend, I remember your Connecticut friend was moving to the city and the first time he came, we took him out drinking and he's like, well, it's Wednesday, like I, I, I have to hit the gym tomorrow. I'm doing keto. I'm doing keto. <laughs> he was like sipping on his freaking water and John and I are crashing beers. We're like, dude, you know, you're not going to survive in the city. This is New York City and you're in your 20s. This is what we do. Yes. Two months later, we met him. He was doing shots. We went to a club. In the afternoon. We went to a club in the afternoon. It was a brunch party. He was out of control. He out-partied us. Uh, Totally. And then he ended up eating a burger and fries. We went to Shake Shack. Uh He was out of control. Three months in the city changed him. Yes. So Mahmoud can go either way. He can go and be like, oh my gosh, this is a different world. Let me adjust to this world. I'm not telling him to stop being Muslim, but try to respect her culture too. Right. And if you guys are sitting at home going, well, Islam is a religion. This this analogy doesn't make sense. Well, CrossFit's a religion too. And that's Lance. Lance was a CrossFitter. <laughs> Once upon a <laughs> that's, time. That might be a, a, more, a more orthodox religion than Islam. Yes. <laughs> but if he does go to the U.S., there are two choices he'll have, either adjust and adopt, or he'll keep being stubborn and being in his own way. And that's not going to work. No. That's just not going to work. No. All right. That's you're it. Right. You're right. We it did a, it. It was a good episode. It was Right? Yeah. I loved it. Watching it, I Wild was episode. tired when we watched it, but I loved it. <laughs> Wild episode. That's why it kept me up. Oh, all right. It was haunting you. It was great. Like There are certain episodes, if nothing's going on. You're kind of like, oh, it's like I need some action. And when you and I talk about it, it's always great. We make the action, right? Sure. But when the actual episode Ooh. has the action, Ooh. it's even better. Even better. All right. That is that. We did it. 
top to bottom, inside and out, upside down, all around. We talked about it. So, Therese butchered a few words. I shot something out of my nose. It's a classic episode for you guys. It's a classic Married to Reality episode. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Join the Patreon for some juicy content. Love and Paradise is out of control. Yes. So patreon.com slash Married to Reality. The Cousins Club and the Family Affair level that get you there. Family Affair is video and a monthly bonus. We just did. What did we do last Oh, you, me, and my ex. You, me, and my ex. Covered the premiere of that. So what a wild show. These shows, they keep coming up with wilder I shows. Daniel would like that show. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash reality. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure you're following the podcast. Wherever you're listening, it's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash your like it's, it's hot. It's the beautiful review we got. The beautiful educational review. So educational. Thank you, Mim DeVray. You did come with the knowledge, with the Alabama knowledge, Roll Tide. Can't believe Tim Cook went to Auburn. Can't believe the founder of Wikipedia, Jimmy Wales, went to Auburn. So many, so many stars from Alabama, star stud. Alabama is Hollywood Southeast. And let's not forget about Forrest Gump. How could you forget about Forrest Gump? Exactly. Run, Forrest, run. Mm -hmm. Speaking of run, we got to run. I've said it all. Have you said it all? Said it all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.